0: Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, a podcast where fabric enthusiasts and DIY gurus discuss all things make your own gear, with the occasional poor attempt at comedy to keep it interesting. I'm Kyle Baker, the owner and founder of Ripstop by the Roll, and we're excited to have you listening. Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, rated the number nine hobbyist podcast in Singapore, as well as number 205 in Ukraine.
1: Yeah, we're kind of a big deal. So, welcome to all those first-time listeners that we have in Colombia and Finland and Thailand, Honduras, Luxembourg, and maybe even Ukraine.
0: It sounds like Kyle will soon be Mister Worldwide. He's going to take over for for uh, what's his name. I wonder how many of those listeners are real. Like, are there podcast bots or are these real makers? Anyway. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're clearly making strides in the International Hobbies podcast world. Um, but more importantly, we're giving away free fabric every Friday. So I think we've been doing it for about eight weeks now. So if you haven't won something free yet, you still have lots of more chances. Go over to our Instagram and our Facebook and enter to win your chance to get some free 1.7 Mountain Ripstop Nylon.
0: Oh, yeah. Or whatever it is. I can't remember what fabric it is, but there's free stuff and you want it. Anyway, uh, we've got the whole group. we got a pretty great episode, so let's get into it. All right. All right. We have the whole group here today. Uh, Carter, glad you're back with us. Yep. Yeah. Always
2: happy to be a part of this wonderful production.
0: Isaac, you're back. Welcome, round two for you. Yep, super excited to be here again. And we have Avery back with us. Avery, nice to see you today.
1: Welcome to myself and to everyone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so it is 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Uh, despite a lot of rigorous debate, we have elected to not take in standard beer Uh, but we do we have brought unique drinks for all of us so Isaac you and I are drinking brew dog wake up call non-alcoholic or it's called a near beer Um, so that's what we're popping today Carter what do you have
2: you know I got that that booch sauce that uh that kombucha you know that uh vinegar in a bottle of water just that good health probiotic other stuff that probably doesn't work but people pay seven dollars for that's what I got what flavor? Trilogy. What the hell is that? The name is trilogy. That means it's flavored uh um similar to Star Wars. I don't know. I'm not sure, but you can leave it to a kombucha company to name it not a flavor and like some like ideological entity. <laughs> it's like uh pretty much like what John
0: Travolta's son's name is, probably. Uh Avery, do you have anything with you other than water today?
1: Um Yep. Just sipping on water. Hydrate or dehydrate.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right. So for this episode, we have a fairly unique system set up. It's not one particular topic. We're not facing uh, any one thing. We have four discussion topics that will have some, some gamification to it, if you will. Uh, and we're going to start out. So I'll, I'll briefly explain how it's going to work, but we'll go through it. Everybody else understands how it's going to go. So it should, uh, it should flow fairly smoothly. And if not, it'll all be for your entertainment anyway. So I'm going to start out by choosing a number between seven and 68. All right. So Carter, Isaac Avery, I'm going to choose a number between seven and 68. We'll choose the discussion topic they want to take on first. They will go through that in full, and then they will select the next person that they want to answer the next topic, we'll go through the four discussion topics until there are none left. Everybody will answer one in full, and we'll all kind of contribute in the meantime. Now, for the discussion topics, we have recently finished products, future projects, a dream project, and the hardest aspect of a project. All right. So between seven and sixty-eight, Isaac, what number do you guess?
3: Uh, let's go with twenty-eight. Avery,
1: forty-seven.
0: Carter, 33. Avery is closest. The number was 42. All right. So, Avery, you have four discussion options. What would you like to start out with?
1: Let's just start off with the first, recently finished.
0: Ooh, I like it. All right, Avery, tell us about a recently finished project that you have been playing with.
1: Um, I guess the most recently finished project, like outdoor gear that I finished is... I made a bear bag for a friend that I finally convinced to through hike southbound. So yeah, her grandma was a painter and always painted like these handmade cards for her and calendars and stuff. So um, she wanted to remember her grandma after she passed away last year. So we took one of her paintings. It's like a really pretty forest tree scene And then I had it custom printed with outdoor ink on 1.43 Dyneema. And we took the painting and actually had it like flipped. So it's not just like the painting repeated over and over and over. It's like psychedelic where it's like flipped and then flipped downwards. Does that make sense? How do you describe that?
0: Like like me mi- like a mirror or like a lake. Yeah, it's like
1: the painting is mirrored, so now it looks super cool. And I made her custom bear bag, and I think it came in at like forty two grams, I believe. So, um, pretty lightweight. And I'm just yeah, your bear bag when you through hike is like something. Well, yeah, you're just constantly your hands are in your bear bag pulling food out. So I wanted her to have like a fun piece of gear.
0: That is so cool. That was a, a much more touching story than I think any of the ones that I have uh, involved as well. <laughs> what uh, what buckle, what webbing? Do you what components did you use?
1: Um, well, DCF repair tape to seam seal it, obviously. Um, I actually had a hard time deciding between like traditional Dyneema or x but Carter convinced me. Obviously, like seam sealing and making sure it's 100% waterproof when it's like. Hanging in a storm is really important. Um, so, yeah, the 1.43 Dyneema, the DCF tape, and then just like the gross grain. And um, I think I actually took our um, like green webbing and I cut it down a little bit and then just like melted the edge to keep the frame. And then, yeah, just a regular, a little, a little buckle and then a little, little, what do you call those things? A carabiner thing. <laughs>
0: Oh, the, like the little rips. Above yeah, the little Yeah.
1: So I need to make her a little rock sack. Um, but yeah, other than that, they're super easy projects. Oh, but I did make the bear bag flat bottomed, which is like crucial because hate to say it, but there's a very popular bear bag that I used on my through hike and it doesn't have a flat bottom. And when you're stacking those Norse pasta sides, they just don't lay as nice.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on. I've got <laughs> I have a, I have a question though. So I don't, I'm I don't, I've never used a, a bear bag in the wilderness. Why, why is, oh, so you, you squared, you did square taper on the bottom or not square, taper, you did the boxed seam on Yeah, the bottom, where right? you just
1: basically cut out uh, a square in each corner. So I think I did like a two inch by two inch square um, to make a really nice flat bottom. That way, when you're like adding in food, it just, it just sits nicer than having like a bag shoved with food in it and not having like, and it like all stacks up on the side, and then it's hard to sift through things. So,
0: I see, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, very cool. All right, I'm with it now. Um, also, I'm going to take a poll in this room. I think I know the answer, but there's a word that Avery used in there for a, a thin piece of something related to webbing. It starts with the G. Carter, how do you how do you pronounce that word? Grograin. I well, that's what I'm curious. I wonder, like I, Isaac, what do you say? Yeah, I also say grow grain.
1: Oh, I said gross grain.
2: <laughs> I would say that 90% of the people in our shop say gross grain. So I just don't even, I just let them say it.
0: Do we do we know if there's, is there like, is this a tomato tomato thing? Or is it actually like, is there a define, is there a definitive answer on it? There is a definitive answer and it's grow grain. Fascinating.
3: In the textile industry, it's also... Grow grain, so it's not just like a oh, I think I'm going to call this grow grain versus gross grain. Yeah.
0: I lo- really like it when there's a concrete answer, and this one actually feels helpful, not just like oh, and I want to call this today. Uh, wow, this is helpful already. Cool. Um, all right, Isaac. Recently finished projects for yourself? We're not going to go into deep Are you how you made it? Just what what did you make?
3: Okay, so the first most recent that I finished was a Tyvek backpack and tarp. Uh, and I did those for an independent study for, uh, for school. And then I also made a bag for a friend of mine out of some leftover boat upholstery that he had. Um, and he wanted a bag for storing his uh, duck decoy riggings. Uh, he's a big duck hunter. So that was kind of a fun project.
2: Dude, duck decoy rigging sounds like an awesome name for a punk band.
3: Have you finished any
0: projects recently, Carter?
2: I mean, I've made a few things here and there. Um, I've gotten some new gear recently, so I was making some some DCF stuff sacks. Uh, but the main project I've been working on is only tangentially related to, like, it's a DIY project, but it's not fabric. And that's the most recent um, bike that I'm building right now uh, that I'm almost done with. But,
0: yeah, that, that's it. Um, I was hoping you were going to say stuff sacks because we've had a lot of conversations about getting the right fit for your tent and other things. So I'm glad you mentioned that.
2: Yeah, I've only made like 79. Um, but yeah, uh, surprisingly, I've made many complex items, but every once in a while I go to make a stuff sack and I like cannot get it. <laughs> well, I think it's just me. Like I can't get it perfect. So I literally just, by the way, you're going to cringe when you hear those people out there, but I will make a complete DCF stuff sack. Tape
0: it. Don't worry, but don't finish. Don't finish. It's okay. We don't. We don't want to hurt them. <laughs>
2: Let me just tell you that it, it goes in the scrap bin. <clears throat> I'll just tell you right now. If it doesn't meet my standards, it, it goes in the scrap bin. And then when Jameson comes over, he takes all of it. So it still goes to a good home. But, yeah, I don't believe in the whole. I, I was about, about to
3: say, uh, could we turn the scrap bin into Isaac, Isaac's desk or something like that?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, you'll have to get on the list, though. And right now,
0: Jameson has the first 47
2: slots taken. So it
0: might be a while. Um, <laughs> anyway i recently finished a half frame bag for a gravel bike building I'm working on um it's epic i love it if anyone's looking at doing it definitely do it you can store beer bike pumps jackets anything you need all right so avery you were first you get to choose who is up next who would you like to be on the hot seat
1: let's go with isaac
0: isaac what discussion topic would you like
3: all right, Um <laughs> Let's do dream projects just because I love to dream about things that only sometimes come true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for my dream projects, the first one, uh, part of this dream is uh, buying a truck and then a camper shell for the truck. So that's a big part of the dream, but then the dream project <laughs> um, for the truck and camper shell is-
1: Martyrs, so, stop trying to interrupt.
3: <laughs> so the project for the truck and truck camper are a uh there's this product called a topper shell. It's basically like a hydraulic lift for the camper shell. And I want to make like side panels for that lift to turn the back of the truck into a camper. Um so that's one and then I've always wanted to make a DCF poncho. So maybe that'll happen eventually. Maybe a it- outdoor ink printed DCF poncho. What
0: would you do for that truck topper? Is that going to be like a Sil poly? Or are you looking for, what would you use for that fabric?
3: Probably something uh, heavier weight than Silpoly. Um, maybe like Hyper D 300. Um, I think most of the ones that are out there, like the kits that they sell are like a wax canvas or a heavy like vinyl. Um, but I would probably want to do something a little more lightweight and like interesting, I guess.
0: <laughs> and this would be, this, you wouldn't need a floor at all. This would just be a wall like, or the sidewalls you'd be creating, right?
3: Correct. So it'd be kind of like a, uh, like the side panel of a tent, like that you'd have um, like seeum mesh and like a zipper window opening and then those the panels would like velcro at the top and bottom to the the camper shell and then the like the top rail of the truck bed
0: interesting that's super cool so would you you would do windows obviously do a door 0.5 what what mesh do you like
3: uh probably 0.5 just because it's lightweight and yeah
0: that is an interesting feature too because you like like you said you're not particularly worried about weight but obviously lighter is never gonna hurt but like uh in general you wouldn't hear somebody talking about putting hyper d 300 on your your sidewall for a 10.
3: (laughs) yeah i think that's kind of kind of part of it like being a dream project because it's kind of you know the your imagination is the limit for something like that because you don't have to worry about weight you don't have to worry about like a whole lot of abrasion resistance um so i mean Honestly, if I wanted to spend the money on it, I could make it out of DCF or XPAC, but I feel like that'd be a kind of a massive waste of awesome fabric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's awesome, Isaac. Um, all right, Carter, do you have a dream project?
2: Uh, I don't know. Um, I've been trying to think this entire time what my dream project would be, but I'm not really sure. I would imagine it would be, I mean, my dream project would be like the perfect insulation hammock, probably. Like there, I've tried basically everyone that exists, and they all have positives, and all of them have negatives. So my dream, my dream would be to make one that's absolutely perfect, but that's also not attainable. So it would literally be a dream because no hammock's ever going to be perfect. Uh, maybe the other thing I might want would be a full jumpsuit. Like instead of having like a rain jacket and rain pants, I would make a rain jumpsuit that snaps off at the leg so I can pull it snaps off the whole way. So like right before I like if it stops raining and I'm hiking with a group of people, I can rip it off like I'm about to go out into like layup lines and upward basketball. Um so I think that would be pretty cool. And I would make that out of like thousand
0: D cordura or something too, so it'd look really cool. <laughs> Bushwhacking's never gonna be a problem for you. Well, yeah, uh, as,
2: uh, as my friend Rod would say, like that's something that would really help you out in the bush. Now
0: that is skill living in the bush. <laughs> yeah, Avery, do you have any dream projects?
1: Oh, man. um, I've always – well, I used to make my own clothes in high school, which is a little nerdy, and that's when I started to sew. So I've always, like, been dreaming up of um, – like other lady athletic wear, athleisure wear. Um, My friend has a serger, so I need to get my hands on that. I'm not too scared to like make clothing. Um, I'm probably too scared to like make a backpack. There's like no, I don't think there's one woman maker who's just focusing on backpacks. Like we have all these other cottage companies that are focusing on backpacks that are made by men. But like, I don't need my lady parts to look like a busted can of biscuits when I like put the chest strap on. So we're going <laughs> to
2: another good punk band name, just to be clear, busted can of biscuits. I would listen to that.
0: That's such a good point though. No, you're so right. I mean, every we've got a lot of fantastic pack makers out there and every single one is by a dude. I think like wild brush, Julian the only person I can think of that makes packs
1: Yeah, but there's no, like, pack that's being made by women for specifically women. Like, I'm have i a really short person, so I have different torso problems. And then you, like, strap on a pair of hips, and it's hard to, like, get hip belts to fit right, too. So there's lots of lady issues when it comes to backpacking. So I would love to do that. I'm just, like, I'm nervous to bite the bullet and actually do it and have to sew through, like, four layers of fabric and webbing and spacer mesh and all that stuff so a little nerve-wracking but yeah
0: it's so smart yeah because we've seen a couple people like i'm thinking of one of our adventure sponsors that has made uh like a chest strap and a a hip belt for her specifically right but there's like i don't know you guys might know are there any people that make like women specific packs with like ergonomic features for that uh uh yes there definitely
2: are I can't think of right off top. I, I would have to do, I would have to go back into my layer, into sure. my, my think tank, but I know that there are women specific packs. Um, are they extremely scarce? Definitely. Um, like the closest you're going to get would be uh, like a shorter torso pack that uses like pretty heavily shaped shoulder straps, like S straps that can kind of uh, more anatomically fit um, that body type. But yeah there are not many that's for sure
0: that is something i've heard uh be pretty synonymous in a lot of industries too like skis shoes hiking boots things like that um that in general people just size down for the what would be a male fit instead of create a new fit which is that's super cool (laughs) i appreciate that yeah um
1: what's your dream project jameson (laughs)
0: carter's calling me out on my that's so cool counter because that's apparently that's my go-to for is so sorry everybody uh oh sorry my dream cut that part out don't make i was was trying to help you you're you're they 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 know everyone else is like stop saying cool so you're just helping them
2: oh actually it's just my dad because that's how i found out i didn't even (laughs) recognize it until my dad was like man i've been listening to all the podcasts they're really awesome
0: um i was listening to your buddy jameson uh you got to tell them to stop saying that's so cool so much. I'm just stoked. That's all. Um, yeah. So my, I have two dream projects in mind. One, I would also love to build a camper van or build out a van. My in-laws have this four wheel drive Sienna. That's got like all leather with DVD players. And it's like totally my dream to turn that into an adventure van. Uh, Cause what, what would, why would you not want a minivan that's four wheel drive? That's got DVD.
3: Players? I've definitely also thought about doing that.
0: It would be awesome. I want to do that really badly. But the other thing I've also really wanted to make, uh, So you're, you're going to, you all are going to learn something about me here. I have a weird affection for staying warm in really cold temperatures. So I love like being in 10 degree, five degree, negative degree, degree temperatures, but just staying really cozy still. So I've always wanted to make a pair of down pants, but I really cannot fathom making clothing. I, I sewed one panel of a cycling vest once, got really angry. Threw it away, haven't touched it since. (laughs) So that's my experience with clothing, but a pair of down pants, like a climate shield uh, and like 0.75 mountain would be, that would be a dream.
2: I did warn you about trying to make that cycling thing, by the
0: way. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not try something.
2: Well, how'd that
0: work out for you? (laughs) I'm so glad I tried. So Isaac, uh, who are you gonna choose to take on the next topic?
3: Jameson, do some more talking. You're up. (laughs) All right. Um, hmm.
0: I'm going to take on the hardest part of a project so the the last thing i made right was that frame bag so if you know anything about bikes there's a lot of angles so the not things are not normally entirely linear so specifically if you look towards the head tube and the down tube there's a series of of tight angles in there and for me always the hardest part about sewing something is when you are trying to get into the corner of something and then change directions to go up and still aligning all those pieces. So for instance, I had cut out, um, I don't even know, uh, eight panels for this this frame bag. So taking like, so again, in the head tube where it goes up, you're kind of taking like a 30 degree angle up and then it's a 90 degree angle up. And then it's gonna be, this is gonna be really hard to understand look at the front of a bike, look at the angles there. Imagine putting a bag in there. So for me, the hardest part is always getting into a corner, stitching the two panels or three panels together into the corner and then changing directions and keeping those panels together for a, a straight, but also a stitch. That's going to keep all those panels together. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think, um, some of those issues get alleviated by using like a machine with a higher presser foot clearance, so you can or something that you can use your knee as a as the lifter or or the, the pedal as the presser foot lifter because then you can use both hands to do what you need to do. Um, but yes, that what you're describing I have experienced and sometimes
0: it makes me very upset. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I feel affirmed by you, Carter. Appreciate that. You're like, so for anybody, I might've not explained that well. Well, I know I didn't, but if like, you're making a backpack and you're sewing the, the front main panel and then the back panel side panel, that corner, where all three of those things come together. That's that place that I'm talking about where you're getting three panels kind of all going in different uh, areas where those all come together to meet in one area that you have to have a solid stitch. You have to have a hole. That's that area that I'm talking about where I have, I have trouble with. Isaac, you've done a lot of sewing. Give a tip. Do you have any, anything you can share with me on how I can alleviate that?
3: uh i think probably the biggest tip would be a i found that a walking foot machine helps with that um it just like it helps to keep all those pieces together because you don't have like feed dogs on the bottom that could be pulling at a different like tension than the top
0: trying to like like manhandle all three of those panels while also like trying to feed it through without pulling it right yeah I've,
3: i've just found that the walking foot helps to like put equal pressure uh, while you're feeding all those panels at the same time
0: makes sense um yeah so that's that's what I struggle with uh Avery what is the hardest part of the project for you
1: oh man well I've been trying to make a like ridgeline organizer for hammocking and I haven't done rolled hymns in um, 11 years. I made my own curtains also in high school. They're very fancy. They're still hanging in my room at my parents' house. So I'll get to go admire them (laughs) this weekend. No, I mean, they're like, they're five-star curtains. People would pay like $400 for these guys. So yeah, I learned how to do rolled hymns there. And I just, I don't remember it being so difficult, but I've been practicing and I, can get it right sometimes and then it like slips out so I'm just having a hard time with that if anyone has any role to him tips for me I welcome them
2: definitely um first things first is if you're making a ridgeline organizer hit me up and I have some and I mean obviously I don't want to infringe on your design but I've made like 7,000 of those and I've seen another 7,000 so there are a few features that uh you might want to add and I can show you how to do them. Um, but that would be fun for me if you're interested in uh, interested in that. Uh, as far as rolled hem help, I think th- the main thing is if you're having trouble, I would use like the wonder clips or something like that to clip it together instead of like, you know, what most of us do is you roll it over for the first couple of bits with both of your hands, put the presser foot under it, and then kind of like sew a little bit and then roll it again um, but if you if you're having some trouble with it, I would just use like those Wonder Clips. They're super easy, and they make it to where you can have the seam allowance exactly where you want it, and you don't have to worry about it moving. Um, but yeah,
0: or uh, this this is a polarizing choice. Or or tape. Like depending on how hard it is and how bad the fabric is, sometimes that that tape can really help. Double, are you talking about like double
2: sided adhesive, like yeah. seam basing yeah. tape? Got it. Yeah, I've used that like twice, and it was really good. But I always forget that I have it. Oh, by the way, that's a super recommendation, by the way. Like eighth inch or quarter inch uh, double-sided basting tape on Amazon. It's it's probably made by 3M. That stuff is incredible if you're trying to do like – well, I'll get into why that's incredible in a minute.
0: You forget that you have it because it's at my house. Oh. That would make sense of why I have not found it. Yeah, 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 it's in my sewing room. Isaac, hardest part of a project?
3: So I had two things written down, but I'll just go with the second. Um, and that is being satisfied with the end result of a product. And nothing's hard for you in the middle. Yes, there are lots of things that are hard for me, but I feel like we've already talked about a lot of the like the construction difficulties that we've all had. But for me, one of the hardest parts is finishing a project and then looking at it and being satisfied rather than looking at it and seeing all the flaws that I, you know, messed up during the production process.
2: You are speaking my language to the point that I don't even think, you know, like that was what I was going to say first off. So appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I think that's um, once you, there's like this point that you hit once you've made enough things where, you know, when you first make something, you're like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. This is amazing. And everybody loves that feeling. And you still get that when you're in the process of making it even now, but having made so many things that kind of dissipates. And then you're, you're, you're criticizing it. Like you would a professional piece of gear, like once you've done it for long enough and then it can be really difficult. And that's why my friends end up with like 99% of everything that I make, because I honestly, most of the time I just end up buying it because I, I don't even want to look at it, but I think that's probably a problem that I should get checked out.
0: I wonder how many people would appreciate an item if it wasn't made by themselves. Like, Like for instance, if I like made that frame back and gave it to somebody else, how much they would appreciate it versus me because I know the pro- problem. So that person getting it doesn't know those problems. And sometimes they won't even be problems at all. Like the things that you notice, you're like, oh, I messed up on that or that this this stitch was particularly hard. But it's not that it was ever, nothing's wrong with it. You know, <laughs> I wonder how many people, I also have always wondered, I wanted to make one thing many times and just see how good I could make it. And make something simple because I, I never make, I've never made the same thing twice. Like I've made multiple backpacks, but they've never been the same backpack. They've always had fairly significant changes, I always wondering what it would be like to make, you know, just fanny packs, make like 15 of those and seeing how good I can make one. Yeah.
2: And that, that's something that I have done. So like, well, I mean, you've seen it before. Like I can bust out a fanny pack in like 25 minutes or a, like a zipper pouch thing, like the ZPP kit, different variations of that. I mean, I've probably made 75 of those. So yeah, eventually you do, and those I don't mess up on no, you know, uh, slight flex there, but I typically don't mess up on, on those things, but it's still difficult. Like if I mess up on those, especially since I've made so many, if I mess up something, then I'm definitely giving it away immediately because, but I think you're right. People that receive something that's a useful piece of gear that you've made, they're always going to appreciate that. Um, Now I probably wouldn't, but that's (laughs) different.
0: I'm never I'm never making you anything just not, not no offense to you I just know that it's, it's not a good gift then
3: I've, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where like if I make my wife something she just like she just tells me not to talk about it afterwards because the only thing that I usually do is like point out flaws and, and like in the product <laughs> that I give her and she's just like shut up I like it you don't need to point out all the flaws
0: <laughs> this is a good question
3: So how many things have you made
0: for somebody in your family, significant other, whatever, whatever you have around you? I've only made one thing ever for my wife. I've made a ton of things for other people, but I've only made her one thing because she has a very specific aesthetic and she for lack of a better term hates all of our fabrics because she's not an outdoors person. She doesn't understand why they're colorful or why they feel scritchy to her. Like she doesn't understand that at all. So I've only ever made her one thing because she can't stand the fabrics themselves. Cause they're not twill or, you know, a nice aesthetic, but Carter, have you ever made anything for your wife?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, over the years I've made different things. Like if we were going to, when I was trying to convince her to go out camping with me, I've made hammocks and stuff for her. Like, does she still have them? Definitely not. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've made her, uh, one time I made a 5.0 DCF, like custom printed makeup bag for her. That was, uh, like a half, uh, a half circle shape so that when you open it, it like lays flat as a circle with a zipper on it. So like when you open it up, all your makeup like lays out. So you see
0: that's red. Well uh,
2: and I, she used that for a while. And then I think she bought like similar to your wife. She was like, yeah, this is pretty cool, but I'm probably just going to get like one that actually looks good. So I think that that's. Um but yeah I've definitely made stuff and I've made stuff for family members you know every year I would say someone in my family asked if I can make them a hammock or something for someone else that they're giving a gift like hey can I pay you $50 to make uh my if, you know your uncle a hammock for his birthday or something like that and I I used to do that but now I just say no
0: that's against the company handbook
2: No it's not but I also so. just say no because I don't want to do that I'd yeah. I'd rather just show them where like some of the awesome vendors that we work with and just say hey you should purchase it here they can make it better than me and I don't want to
0: do it because I don't really love any of you <laughs> that's a good point anytime you end up making gifts it always seems like a good idea at the time and then it ends up costing you an unbelievable amounts of time Avery do you make things for your friends and roommates or parents or
1: um typically everything I make, I am unsatisfied with, and then I just give it away. Like, I'm, like, kind of similar where I'm, like, oh, that stitching could be better, or this, I could have done this a little bit differently, and also, like, I always, I don't sew consistently, like, every weekend, so every time I make something different, I, one, never use a pattern, I just, like, eyeball everything, (laughs) Um, like, freehand draw it, cut it out, I never hate using pins, but that's, That's on me. I mean, I like not using uh, clips and things like that. So usually I like make something and then I'll just like post it on Instagram and then wait for someone to be like, oh, can I? And I'm like, yeah, just pay me the shipping. I just like also have a box of random things that I've made that I don't know what to do with. So um, I need to like actually make something for myself. It always ends up just being given away.
0: You uh, you are in good company. <laughs> Everyone here is like, we'll make it. Nah, scratch it. There's definitely a bucket of like poorly made. I was on a kick like two months ago to make the perfect bar bag to fanny pack, and I have at least five that I scrapped and just threw in the corner of the room. <laughs> that was a brutal time for all of us. <laughs> it's it'll come back. It's on hiatus right now. All right, Carter. Uh, we've got discussion option number two left, and you're the last person to be the main contributor. So future projects. What do you have in the works?
2: I mean, honestly, most of my projects come from me, like seeing a new product out on the market and then wanting to make something to augment that product. So I don't really exactly know, but I know that there will be plenty of them. Like for example, um, if a vendor comes out with with a new hammock and there's something about it that I want to change, or there's something about it that I want to add, then, then I will make it then, but I don't necessarily at this point, I have so much stuff and by the way, that's not a brag. This is a cry for help. I have so much stuff that I don't, there isn't something that I really want. I need to like make to outfit my, like my gear setup or anything like that. It's more so just as things are presented or maybe I'll see, uh, I'll read an article somewhere about like a new way to make a fanny pack that can hold like seven water bottles or something like that. Or I'll see some a vendor come out with a really cool product that I never thought of before. And then I'll steal that idea and then make it myself. The, but as far as like specific future projects,
0: I I don't know, but I'm sure there'll be lots of them. Anything for your bike? You tell us briefly your new bike build, what the look is, and then is there anything that you want to build for that?
2: Uh which the gravel bike or the
0: specialized? Specialized.
2: Um yeah, so for that one, I probably won't add anything because I'm so I have an 89 specialized rock hopper that i converted into like a beer bike slash a little bit of a shred bike you know you can you can do a little bit on there converted it to one by and all that stuff and then i found another frame another specialized frame that was in amazing condition and it was in a colorway that i hadn't seen before so i bought that and then so i've been in the process of taking most everything off of the previous bike and putting it on the new one um so all the stuff that was on that one is basically just going to go over so like the the main bag on that bike is i have a jones uh a jones loop bar on there and it has a bag in
0: the middle and that one just moved over that's something you mentioned is making a jones bar bag that has a little bit more capacity in it something that has a little more depth
2: oh yeah i did make that for my wife nice i do make her stuff i swear she was getting mad because on her bike uh, the jones bar bag that i made originally wouldn't allow her to fit her enormous phone in it she wants to carry around like an iPad 37 in there. And so I had to make a bigger one. Um, but yeah, uh, the other bike that I'm working on, uh, well actually I'm having a bike shop work on it cause I don't want to, it's a little too intense for me. Uh, it's going to be a gravel bike with, with drop bars. So I probably will make something to go like a burrito bag or something to go in the, uh, in between the drops, but we'll see. I might just buy that too. Cause
0: I like supporting vendors. Well, you will likely make one and buy two.
3: You know me so well. Isaac, future projects? Uh, yeah. So I'm. I bought one of the uh, the bag buff cycle psycho packs. Um, so similar to your uh, your obsession, Jameson, with the uh, handlebar bag to fanny pack idea. Um, I'm kind of also getting into the biking scene, uh, coincidentally, along with. Everybody else at Ripstop by the Roll, and, somehow.
0: And in the world. In the world right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, <clears throat> so I'm working on that. And uh, let's see. So my dad rides a cruise bike, which is kind of like a, uh, a recumbent style bike. And if you've never heard of it, go check it out. It's it's really is cool.
0: That, is that like a layback style? Like you say, like sitting? Yeah. So,
3: so it's layback. And then you pedal... So your feet, you still pedal with your feet, not your hands. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting concept. And he uh, he wants a some kind of pannier or a frame bag for that. So might do that for Father's Day. Hopefully he's not listening and then uh, finds out what I'm going to get him.
0: Don't worry, he's not, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> true, true.
0: And then let's see. Unless so I have sure unless, unless your father is one of our first time listeners in Ukraine, Colombia, or Slovenia, whatever. He's not. <laughs>
3: nope not one of them um yeah and then I have a school project that I'm making a poncho and a pair of pants for so that's one of my final projects
0: I'm glad you brought that up how many things have you made it for school quotes school I mean it is your major but most people don't get to make stuff
3: um I mean at least two or three products each year so this one so far so early on, I made an anorak out of a, uh, like a woven wool fabric for the lining and like a heavy-duty waxed canvas for the shell. Um, it ended up being like 20,000 pounds, and I never wore it, but it was really cool. Sounds amazing by the look of it. Yeah, but it was, it was fun. Just never wore it because it weighed so much.
0: It's a good exercise tool. You can do CrossFit in it. <laughs> It can only be a CrossFit item if you've got the American flag printed on it, and it's black. Uh, you go to the gym, everything's going to be like black, you know, uh, polyester material, and then American flag printed on it. And you have to be drinking three bangs at one time. <laughs> yes, screaming lots. Uh, anyway, uh, my future projects. So I just started running with my dog. I ran a ro- lot last year, but I was not feeling like including her. Um, she did a lot of other types of running, uh, like playing at the dog park and stuff. So, but I'm doing like low miles right now and she's not getting exercise that she needs. So I'm sort of running with her. So I made like a hip belt and goes to a dog leash. And I'd really like to make one that can uh, hold my phone and ID, like I've got a running belt that I currently wear, like one of those spandex belts. That you can just kind of tuck something in um, that sits kind of like on your waistline. And uh, I want to incorporate that. Cause right now I've got two belts going. So I'd like to figure out how to turn that dog belt with like a little bit of a pouch or something, but I mean, it's still low bounce and is easy to handle. Um, and then I'm also with the summer coming up, I'd like to start doing a little bit more hiking. Um, and I realized I don't actually have, I haven't made myself a backpack to hike in i bring one to work and made some for other people so i might i might have to do that but i really don't want like the standard big outside pocket even if it's there i just kind of want to look different i feel like all of our a lot of the packs have a similar aesthetic like to switch it up at least for a day pack i'm not doing anything i'm not an at guy not a thru hiker at all it'll be like one to two days at max so something like that
2: yeah i'm definitely excited for when you go down that path because we're gonna have a lot of fun designing and making that that'll be uh you're going to have to put that on the calendar to uh, tell your wife, family, and uh, friends that you will not be seen, but you're not dead. We're, we're just, uh, we're making hiking stuff.
0: Tell Kyle, take, I need a four day. I'm making stuff.
2: Uh, I'm going to use, uh, can, can I just have like maybe seven weeks off? <laughs> um, no, uh, nothing happened. I'm not, you know, through hiking or anything like that. Uh, I I really want to hone in on making that perfect hip belt pouch. So if that's cool, um, probably tomorrow is when I'll start. I
0: expect my job to be there when I come back too. No, no questions asked. Avery, I'm so sorry. Could you share what your future project is?
1: Um, yes, I would be more than happy to share that. Um, so I actually am building now an adventure van. Um, it's a slow process, but there's lots of cool things that you can do and make yourself as far as like textiles goes. And, um, one of the first things well, I ran into a random dude at a coffee shop here and he pulled up in a giant Mercedes sprinter, but I heard him talking about us. So I went up to him in the coffee shop and he started asking me questions about, um, using climate shield apex for insulation. And that really piqued my interest. I've already done the insulation bits, but, um, future things that I want to make for my van, as far as like textiles go are like a little sunshade there's. Tons of great YouTube videos that I've been watching that it's like $50 in materials versus like $100 where you'll mount it on the side of the van and then roll it out, have a sunshade and like little telescoping poles to um stake it into the ground. Um Obviously, cushions, I like to make probably like a down blanket, something that compresses easy to save room in the van, and then I'm going to need to make... Uh, little like insulated window covers with magnets. So I've got two windows on my van on both sides and I'm just going to need to like have a little more privacy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to make little window insulated covers for that.
0: That sounds so cool. I'm so sorry that I almost cut you off. And yes, I said, that's so cool. Just for you, Carter. No, sorry, I looked at you right before.
2: Dude, I wasn't even, I didn't even hear it, man. I was not <laughs> judging you. I, I'm sorry that I made you self-conscious. I feel like a jerk now. Um, But um, anyways, back to the van thing. I've been going ham researching, and Jameson knows this because I'll be texting him. I'm trying to convince Ashley to let me buy, like, a a full adventure van. What do you think about that? Um, So I'm really excited to see um, your process, Avery. I think that that is so cool. And I'm also not as ambitious as you. And so since that's so cool, I think that uh, (laughs) – I'm just
1: kidding.
2: No, for real, I am super, uh, I'm super into that, so I want you to send me as many pictures as you possibly can so that I can see every part of it because I want to live vicariously through you, and then I'm going to buy one because I'm not good at making stuff outside of ZPP kits.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just think of it as a big ZPP kit, you know, like a like a cushion, a C-cushion in your van is just a
3: miss-sized ZPP kit. That's so cool. Hey Avery, what kind of van do you have?
1: Um, I have a very small Ford Transit Connect because you can't get a high roof van um for less than $15,000 right now. So, uh, I think when like COVID hit, everyone started also making vans. Like there was like 3 month waits on these like dumb fans and all kinds of stuff, but everyone's I think plans got altered. So people like, I'm going to take my money where I would normally go like traveling for a month and then put that towards a van. So tons of people are building them out. You can buy a van fully converted, but they're like crazy, crazy expensive. And then like, if you, a lot of us have like the same mentality of like what we could do, we think is better than anyone else anyways. And like you have specific things that you need um, and want. So mine will be tiny. It'll have like a little bench that pulls out into a bed um and a little sink but it's gonna be small but that's the point of a van is to like adventure and be outside not to like be in your van all the time so when these people have these like mini buses and all like showers I mean that's nice but like shower in a river
2: (laughs) what wheelbase is it did you say that and I missed it is it Um, the 136
1: no, it's a Ford Transit Connect, so it's not a regular. Oh, oh, Ford oh Transit. got it, got it, got it. Yeah, and it's not four wheel drive. But again, if you're looking for a four wheel drive van, like can't find it for less than fifteen to twenty grand right now. They're just absolutely impossible. And then I think Amazon is buying up all the Ford Transits for their delivery things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, make do. with I'm what so I can. hyped
2: to see that. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna paint it? Like, you should definitely paint it like all chrome. So that everywhere you go, it's like a mirror.
1: Well, I really wanted to get like an airbrush artist to do some kind of like scene on the outside. But I really want Dolly Parton, like huge, like the whole size of the van, because no one would break into a Dolly Parton van.
2: (laughs) I would just write free candy on the side. (laughs) Ironically, obviously, Jameson looked at me like I was an absolute monster when I said
0: that it was clearly a joke. That is amazing, Avery. Thanks. I can't wait to see that. Maybe not the maybe not the scene, but the, the collective van I'm pretty stoked about. I think I think given right right conditions, we can just have a rift Start by the roll van hangout in uh what's it called? Is it called pisga Carter?
2: Everything you do <laughs> infuriates me. It's pisga And yeah, we should totally do that. Yeah. We all meet up there and, uh, make mountain house biscuits and gravy.
0: Can we do that? <laughs> I think, I think this is going to be a good, as we wrap up here, that's going to be a great poll. We got to see what people's favorite backpacking meal is. Cause Carter swears his biscuits and gravy. I've had it. It's phenomenal, but there's a lot of options there. So I'll have to ask. Anyway, I think I haven't, I think we've gotten everybody through all the answers. Um, And that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you for being here. Yeah. Glad to be here.
1: Thanks. Until next time.
0: Peace, guys. Appreciate you. Love you. Go make something. We really love sharing these episodes with you all. So if you like it, uh, get back to us. Let us know.
1: Yeah. And make sure you like, subscribe, read us, tell a friend, tell your other friends, friend, and send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear about because this podcast is for you guys.
0: There sure is. If you like the podcast, then you'll also probably like our other content, check out videos. We produce the graphics, we create the blogs, we write and everything else we're doing on our website, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube.
1: Yeah. And happy Friday, everyone. Carter,
0: can you sign us off?
2: Absolutely. So I'll leave you guys with two things. Number one, You're all so cool. Number two, drink good beer, make good gear. Peace out.